1: Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Just under an hour left in today's program. We're going to cover a lot of ground. We're going to be talking uh, about the demographics here in the state. Uh, We're going to be talking about a company which has brought its employees together to give Uh, A wonderful example to the rest of us. Also going to speak with the president and CEO of the United Way of Salt Lake will be my guest here on today's program. Going to learn a little bit about what they're up to and how you may be able to benefit from uh, what they're up to. Uh, Listen, times are tough for uh, a lot of us. Many of us have lost uh, money. We've lost income. We've lost uh, jobs. Uh, The kids are home requiring uh, uh, some guidance and some uh, care. Uh, That costs time and money. Uh, Things are difficult, but know that there are resources out there for you. In addition to just the stimulus money, there are uh, Utah outfits which are standing ready to, to help. We're going to learn a little bit more about that later on. I want to go back to a comment made last week by this uh, Dr. Dunn on why Utah has a lower rate of the coronavirus. She was asked uh, just some questions about some of the statistics that I was mentioning in the last segment. We here in the state of Utah are doing relatively well, uh, very well as, as a matter of fact. Uh, and I walked through some of the comparative uh, figures, which blew me away. I, I really hadn't gotten a good look at how uh, Utah was doing comparatively to other states until, uh, if I'm honest, I walked through the data with you in the last segment. In terms uh, of deaths, uh, our rate of death is one of the lowest in the nation. And in terms of testing, our rate of testing is uh, one of the highest in the nation. In fact, we're fourth, uh, fourth highest in testing Uh, That puts us just behind New York, Louisiana, and Washington. New York right now, which is pretty much the epicenter on the planet uh, for this coronavirus deal. We here in Utah are testing at almost the same rate uh, as New York. That's a very good thing. And we also here in the state of Utah uh, have a a relatively low death rate as we face the coronavirus. Now, why is that the case? Uh, I want to play for you a comment uh, made by Dr. Angela Dunn on why Utah has this lower rate of coronavirus. Yeah, so our hospitalization rate is lower than some of our um, surrounding states and states having a larger burden of COVID-19. A lot of that is because we have a younger population here in Utah. And so we know that those more likely to be hospitalized and have severe disease are over the age of 60. And we just happen to have a young population in Utah, so we have less opportunity for severe disease of COVID-19. It also can be an indicator that our social distancing recommendations are working and Utahns are staying home and not having contact with people they don't need to. So there is less spread of the disease. Um, And both of those are good thing. Both of those are good things, of course. Uh, in, In terms of rate, the rate she mentioned there was our rate of hospitalization. Right now, our rate of hospitalization is standing at just over 8 uh, percent, meaning of all those individuals who test positive for the coronavirus, what percentage of that pool is in then need of hospitalization? Right now, about 8 percent of those folks, uh, about 8.2, I think, is the, the precise number. And that puts us behind uh, the national average and the global average. Uh, we are doing well. And uh, Dr. Dunn there uh, said that that could have to do could have to do with uh, the demographics here in the state. And to help us better understand those demographics, uh, we've called again uh, on a friend of the program, Pamela Perlick, Director of Demographic Research at the University of Utah's Chem Gardner uh, Policy Institute. Uh, Pam, I'm grateful to you for joining us again. Let me ask you, how are you doing? You, you washing your hands and practicing good social distancing?
0: Oh, absolutely! And just because I'm a do-it-yourselfer, I happen to have down in my collection of dust masks and N95 masks. So, how about that? So, yeah, I've been wearing that yeah. when I go to the grocery store. How are you doing?
1: Well. T- t- I'm doing all right. Uh I I'm doing better than most. I I'd guess I get to be home uh each day with my beautiful wife and daughter. Uh they have kicked me out of the studio though. I'm at I'm at home. They sent an engineer to to set up a little makeshift studio for me here. I'm getting a little bit of cabin fever. I'm a little stir crazy, but uh but you know I've got food on the shelves and I got my beautiful family here with me, so I'm not complaining.
0: Good. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So you want to talk L- a little Let bit me ask about- you this. Utah's interesting age demographics and how that might uh, impact the incidence of coronavirus here.
1: That's exactly right. Tell us everything you know.
0: Well, uh, first of all, I completely agree with Dr. Dunn. It's two things. One, it's the age structure, but then it's the rates of adherence to the policies to the social distancing by age group. So, yes, we know that young people tend to, if, if they have the virus, they may be asymptomatic or they may not even know that they have it if they're carriers, uh, and that the older people are, if they get the virus, the worse the symptoms are, especially if they have um, you know, underlying health issues. So then, as a separate issue. It's by age group. How are people adhering to the policies of social distancing and hand-washing and all the other things? What's the likelihood that an older person will follow those policies as compared to a younger person? So assuming that across all age groups, everybody is are are following the social distancing and the hand-washing and they're not getting together with friends, uh, then it should definitely be something that's in our favor. Uh, but to the extent that uh, teenagers have the idea that they're immortal and invincible, and maybe they're that they're taking risks. We know that um, automobile insurance doesn't come down for young adults until they're past the age of 24. There's kind of, you know, that risk behavior uh, and that, and that, that young people do take risks, especially young males. Um, if that's overwhelming, uh, you know, this the fact that uh, older people are, are following the social distancing, then it's possible that the the young people could become infected and then, and then connect with older people and could, you know, have adverse consequences down the line. So really, I agree with her completely. Both of these are important. And in our favor, we do have the youngest population in the nation. But what we need is a cross all age groups uh, for the social distancing and all the other CDC policies to uh, be followed. Talk to me
1: in more detail about uh, about the our, our average age here in the state. Uh, my my thought is, you know, and we're all armchair epidemiologists now. Uh, that if, if you're young and robust, you, uh, have, uh, you have some more innate resiliencies to this coronavirus. Uh, w- w- what is the, what's the average Utah look like?
0: Uh, well, we certainly have the largest share of uh, school-age population among anybody in the nation. We have this, the largest share of preschool-age population, or youth in general, uh, in the nation. Uh, but that average age is rising. And, in fact, the fastest-growing age groups right now are the oldest age groups because of the declining fertility and increasing longevity and migration patterns. So all of our age groups uh, are increasing. And, in fact, if we look to retirement age populations, they're increasing more rapidly than uh, the young populations are. But yeah, our age structure continues to be uh, very young, uh, but those median ages are going up. And again, in the um, transmission of the the coronavirus or any other um, disease, um, it's not just about the age structure, but the behaviors of the people in the different age groups that lead to these health outcomes. Um, So that's the same with any uh, demographic rate it's you know not just the age structure but also the rate per age uh, a quick example of that and it's one that you and I've talked about before is fertility rate So we do have a young population, so we're going to have more babies per capita than the rest of the nation. But at the same time, our uh, women are having Mm -hmm. higher numbers of children at those ages. Uh, And both of those things lead to a larger number of births than deaths in Utah. So it's the rate. Uh, to, across all these ages of compliance with the CDC rules, social distancing and hand washing and all the rest, and in combination with this younger age structure. So hopefully we've got both of those in our favor.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me, in, in parting, asking, ask you a, a seemingly delicate question. Uh, you, you mentioned fertility. You think that there's a chance uh, about nine months from now we have ourselves a, a coronavirus uh, population boom?
0: So that's a really interesting question that demographers are kind of busy talking about, and the consensus that I have uh, come across is that you know there are two very distinct ways that people are experiencing this uh, this period of time in our nation's history. One are the very uh, privileged people who really can work at home, and really um, their jobs are not in jeopardy. Uh, and then in those cases, you know, you might expect that the um, opportunity for in- for intimacy being uh, greater, that you might might uh, have more children. But then there are the the other large group in the population that are experiencing a lot of anxiety and fear, and maybe loss of job, and concern about even food and basic needs. And the more concerned you are about the, at the future, the less likely you are to have children. Uh, so I guess it's the, uh, you know, how that, how that balances out, how much faith people have in our community and our future and our ability to overcome together and their own personal security. If they're feeling good about that, then it would be a boost in fertility. Uh, the consensus is that those two uh, will probably be awash. Some groups will have more children and some will have fewer. We'll just have to wait and see, Lee.
1: Very interesting. Uh, Pamela Perlich, Director of Demographic Research at the University of Utah's Chem C. Gardner Policy Institute. It's always a pleasure to speak with you. I look forward to doing it again uh, in the future. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we come back, uh, my guest will be... Uh, president and CEO of a Utah company who has given the opportunity to their employers to give back. It's a wonderful example. Uh, and if uh, you are in a position to, to lead an organization uh, or make suggestions to the leader of an organization, I invite you to, uh, to tune in uh, to this next segment. Some wonderful, good, uplifting news is ahead here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.